Like, I used to have an iPod way back when. And I used to, I don't know if you know about LimeWire. My yes, brother told me about it and yeah. I used to download bucket loads of tunes. And yeah. I used to love LimeWire, but it was always a gamble. Yeah. Because of the quality of everything. You'd get radio rips and all the all the rest of it. But I just love the authenticity of that anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't listening to anything before I got here because I've spent about five hours six hours going through tunes that i've been sent today so yeah it's been a bit of a long one <laughs> so i've actually listened to anything properly today when people send you their stuff just to email it over are you good about listening to the whole record or do you, do you just jump about yeah no i literally it has to capture me within the first five seconds so i'll click to where i think the drop might be and i'm like hmm just based on the waveform hmm. yeah and i'm like hmm, how do i feel Sometimes I'm like, mm, no, but then I'm like, I could take a section and manipulate it. But most of the time, yeah, it's five seconds tops. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if it doesn't hit me, then it's not happening. Five seconds to win. Literally, that's, that's how it goes. It has to be like that. <laughs> Otherwise, your laptop gets full of thousands and thousands of yeah. tunes that just don't get used, yeah. basically. Hello everyone. Uh, this week I am very blessed to be joined by East London's finest, Taylor J, a bass DJ whose grime influence mixes saw her beat 2,000 DJs to be crowned Mix Mag and Cause Light DJ Quest winner back in 2017. Since then, she shared the stage with some pretty big names in music, including Peggy Goo, Swindle and Jackie Skills. You may have heard her sets on Rinse FM, Radar Radio and Represent, or seen her in the infamous Mix Mag Lab, which if you haven't, you should go and listen to straight after you finish this podcast, but not before. Uh, Taylor J, welcome to Hot Girls. Thank you for having me. Ladies, gentlemen, you're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex of the Dead. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. So, Taylor, I want to start by asking how you first started DJing. <laughs> um, it's really random, actually. Again, my infamous iPod. I used to take it, it to house parties. Paint me a picture. Is it like a black or Not white? Not the big one. It was a really small one. Okay. The, um, the mini. Is it the mini? Or the shuffle? It had, this, it had no, not that one. It had the <laughs> screen, but it wasn't the fat one. Okay, I don't know what it was called, but it was like, yeah, yeah, a square kind of looking thing uh-huh. with a screen. So yeah, I had that, and I always used to take it to house parties, and I'd always like select tunes, and my friends would be like, woo, 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 and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, like. Maybe I should try DJing. So um, I bought like this really cheap DJ controller thing. And I remember when it came, I didn't know how to set it up. So I thought it was broken and I was really upset. And I was like, oh no, like it's got all the way here and it's broken. So I had to do some research. I figured it out. And then from there, just teaching myself, watching videos, learning. And then basically, yeah, that's how... How it started. I started, yeah. Did you know anyone who was DJing at the time when you started that you could ask for questions? No, I literally didn't have a clue about DJing. I didn't know any DJs. I didn't have any DJs in my family. 
like just nothing yeah so yeah totally fresh yeah exactly what um what we what music did you start with <laughs> like what were you playing on your ipod i don't care what anyone thinks but i absolutely love calvin harris david getter like all that kind of edm stuff at the time was totally my vibe yeah as well as like some hip-hop and stuff so it was kind of a mixture of swedish house mafia it was a mixture of all that kind of stuff high energy so i've always been drawn to like high energy dance music yeah so that's sort of where i began yeah because calvin harris when you first said him i was like oh maybe she means like his earlier stuff you mean like his his mate his most famous kind of tracks i guess it was more his earlier stuff i really liked because it was a little bit more i don't know it couldn't be boxed at the time mm. i wouldn't have classed it as edm as such it just had electronic vibes but it wasn't straight up hardcore edm yeah it was a little bit weird as well which was nice but i'm trying to think was that like acceptable in the 80s that was one of his earliest songs. there was that and then there was like stuff before that as yeah. well so yeah hmm. and then how did you evolve into i guess playing the kind of music you do now so where did where did bass start to come in okay so i started with the calvin stuff and then i think i started to go out a bit more trying to meet djs mm -hmm. well not intentionally but i'd go out and i'd go and watch them i'd just stand there and I'd ask them questions and i started to meet a lot more housey based djs mm -hmm. and so i got more into the house side of things specifically deep tech house which is a very london focused kind of house it's very gritty mm -hmm. so i've always known i like the gritty kind of stuff so um yeah i kind of was into that and then i remember i think it was jam supernova at one point i remember being kind of lost with what i wanted to play mm. because i knew i liked house but i knew i couldn't like i liked other things but i just couldn't work out whether i was allowed to explore more than one genre at a time and i remember listening to a mix that she did i can't remember what it was for and she had like so many different sounds and different genres in it and i was like wait so I am allowed to play like everything <laughs> together. And I think that kind of is kind of when the switch turned in my head that I can incorporate the sounds that I grew up on, but also merge the sounds that I'm discovering now as well. That's so interesting because yeah. that's a question that I've asked myself is like, does this just sound good to me but a bit of a mess to other people if it's all different kind yeah, of genres putting yeah, together? Yeah. Obviously when people are really advanced, they seem to be able to do it really smoothly mm -hmm. you almost don't notice how mm -hmm. the tracks are changing and how yeah. it's evolving but if you do that too much it does just sound or it can just sound kind of random and jarring yeah. to people yeah and no, I understand that aspect I think it's about I don't know I like so many different things but it's sort of like just understanding how they work together so it might be the fact that like for me I'm very much known for bass but not weird bass mine's quite straight simple but hard hitting mm -hmm. that's me. <laughs> nothing weird <laughs> yeah I do like maybe some people might think what I like is weird but then you've got other sides of more left field kind of bass which other people tend to play which can come across a bit strange and weird to some people but um that's again their side of bass as yeah. well so yeah yeah have you got a set that you've done that sound wise that you just feel really satisfied with um do you mean like a live set or like a mix that I've done or either if there's something that comes to mind that you're like yeah nailed that or that you're just really pleased with um 
I did a mix for Resident Advisor in Point Blank. And I remember sitting there thinking, it's Resident Advisor. Do I have to be weird now so that I can get some like sort of press? And I was like, do you know what? No, I need to be me. And I remember sitting down trawling through tunes and I think I'm happy with what I came up with because there wasn't sort of tunes that I'd played too much before, Mm. but they still definitely fitted the style of me. So I was really pleased with that one because it took me quite a few goes to get it sort of ready to go up. Um, But yeah, no, I was really happy with that one. I think that's my favourite mix I've done so far. What is your general prep process like just like you said, hours and hours of listening to music. Mm. Do you write stuff down or do you just literally start putting things together and see how it sounds? I think before, I, I'm very much, I used to put tunes into, um, there's a software called Serato. And what it does, it allows you to see like the key of things and also the BPMs and stuff like that. And I think mixing with key is quite important because it allows tunes to blend mm-hmm. smoother. So there were points where I would do more of that, where I would look at the keys and try and link how the keys sound. Um, but then also it's times where I hear a song and there might be a vocal in it or a theme and I'm like, oh, this other song kind of talks about this. And then I sort of link it like that as well. Um, but generally it takes me a minute to sort of decide how... I think it's how I'm going to start. Once I've got the starting point, then normally I'm okay from there, but it takes me a minute to pick that opening track or decide how I'm going to open a mix. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I know what tone I want to create. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to talk to you a bit about uh, skills, really, and technical skills, because I think it's something you're known for and that people often talk about when they talk about your sets and the way you bring things together. Do you see yourself that way as a DJ? And is it something you've actively pursued, like being like the ability side of things? Definitely for me, because I actually I'm I'm kind of obsessed with the the art of the DJ world rather than just the act of looking like a DJ. Um so I very much was one of those people that would go and watch documentaries and watch how things began back in the day and watch people online learning different skills and like how can I separate myself from other DJs what can I do and it wasn't just that it was the fact that I was really enjoying learning the art of DJing so different aspects of like scratching and I'm not great at it but you know what I mean just like learning different technical sides of DJing which I think is not always appreciated Mm. so much because you can do the most amazing thing I'll go out and see a DJ who does like the most craziest thing and I'm like oh my gosh but then the crowd's just there and I'm like did you (laughs) did you not hear that like did you not see that but I totally understand it it differs for different people from obviously from a crowd's point of view they just want to hear the music but for me I'm a bit of both I like to see why are you a DJ and what are you bringing to the table but also good selection as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's evolved a bit, I guess, with DJing because it was never it was never a visual. There was never really a visual part of it no, back in the day. Like no. you were hidden in a booth in the back of a club somewhere and it wasn't a thing. And then exactly. now, now it's with superstars. like the boiler room culture and yeah, big people like Peggy Goo who are so famous in themselves. Mm-hmm. And then you've obviously got then the EDM side of things where there's a lot of like cake. fist pumping. <laughs> cake. 
cake, yeah. Cake throwing. Yeah. What do you think of the performance DJs? Because one of those things that some people have a real opinion on. Um, I think everyone has their lane. And I think sometimes going out now, I think having an element of performance is really important because we just live in an age of like socials and visuals and stuff like that can really enhance sets and really bring sets to life. Yeah. So I don't have anything against it, whether or not I feel like they should be paid the thousands that they're paid for that questionable mm-hmm. but they are bringing entertainment to someone who really enjoys it and yeah. at the end of the day people tend to go out because they want to feel a level of enjoyment in some way so you can only praise that I guess yeah when you've done your sets where you've been filmed and there's been a bit more like of a vibe around it like the mix mag one for yeah. example I'd love to hear about your experiences of those and also then the impact that you saw them have on your career if so <clears throat> Mix mag. <laughs> Listen, that day I couldn't breathe. Like it Me was too. one of those ones, literally so terrified beyond. Like, I don't know if, if you see the video closely when they zoom in on my hand, you can see them shaking throughout the whole video. And it's a really awkward situation because it's in an office. And <laughs> during my set, they were still working. So you don't see it, but like, at the side of me there's like people at desks typing away away. it's just the weirdest energy because there wasn't exactly a crowd so it was difficult to get into the zone because for me I definitely feed off reactions and energy so in um yeah it was a, a little bit of an odd experience but I think playing live um like that where it's recorded it puts you under a different sort of pressure then you feel just in a club because it's like you're like okay this is going up somewhere and it's going to be stuck there forever sort of thing and it's like I don't want to mess up and I'm someone that I get so paranoid because I'm like this might be the only chance that someone sees of me and I'm like oh I've messed up and then it's going to look really bad but it's also nice to just watch back. Mm. I'm told that I look very angry <laughs> when I'm DJing, which I can I can understand because I'm such a focused DJ. Yeah. Because for me, I'm very much about skills and things like that. So I have to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Like timing and like effects and how I want things to come in. So I don't have time to do like Jesus poses and stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm very much like in the zone. And so I, I do come across sometimes a little bit like I'm not enjoying it, but I'm having the best time, but it's just, I'm just very focused. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to watch back and analyze those things and sort of understand what aura you're giving off to, to the crowd as well. Cause sometimes you don't realize these things until you actually see them. Yeah. I have the weirdest facial expressions <laughs> when I DJ. Yeah. But you're right. Cause in a club, no one's, no one's going to notice. And even if you do, if you slip up a bit or there's a, something's a bit clunkier than you wanted it to be people will forgive you but on film you're gonna watch that back exactly and did that have then I mean it's such a big thing for a DJ to be able to get that kind of platform yeah did that then have a has that had a big impact on you or was it just kind of a part of your journey I guess um I would have thought it would have had a better impact Mm -hmm. if I'm being completely honest but I found that I did use it to try and get bookings but it wasn't like I remember people saying to me, oh, look, your career is like going to take off and it's going to be amazing. You're going to get thousands of bookings. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I was, I've always had a kind of modest mindset. Yeah. And I was like, that's not necessarily true. Um, 
not saying that it didn't help me get a few bookings. I did send it out and, you know, but it wasn't like people were running after me like, yeah, I want to sign this girl and put her on our agency. Um, so yeah, it helps in terms of me knowing that I'm capable of yeah. doing things like that yeah. and like seeing these other big DJs and knowing that I have fully have the capabilities to do exactly what they can do. But in terms of whether I was hounded with bookings after, probably not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that yeah. confidence is a really big part. Do you think you're kind of a naturally confident? Because I'm definitely not and I definitely have to get my confidence from putting hours mm-hmm. of practice in mm-hmm. or like doing a certain amount of work. Was that the same for you? Um, I've always been confident, like as a child, I always used to do like acting and things like that. I was never scared to perform. I used to dance in school and things like that. But um, I think as you get older, you think a lot more about things. Mm. So generally as a person, I'm confident in knowing that I can do things, but having self-confidence isn't always there for me. I have to kind of psych myself into believing that and more so recently I've that's kind of diminished for me over time so I'm now in the process of rebuilding that confidence that I kind of lost over the last couple of years yeah it's weird isn't it that's like when they say remember what it was like being a child yeah exactly it was okay to try stuff you would just go out and run around and you would be so free but I guess that mindset sort of dissipates as you get older yeah which is quite sad you feel like you need to have it all figured out and get everything right and be on that path do you feel like whether being a woman in a man's world or any of those other any other reasons that people might question your ability more or people generally question your ability or do you think it's more of a personal thing? I don't know. I haven't really like been told what are you doing or you can't do that or, you know, I've not had that experience. Yeah. Um, I know some other people might have had experiences where they've kind of felt that their abilities were questioned. Mm. But I have, I think there's like a quiet confidence that I've always had and because I work ridiculously hard to practice Mm. not so much these days I should do more but (laughs) um yeah I don't think anyone's been able to tell me yeah question me like that no definitely not I don't think because of the music industry the diversity issue is like really big across every single that's it and it's, yeah it's a really known problem with artists it's also a really known problem with djs and producers and kind of everyone in the field but I was having a think about what the I guess why that is in the DJ world versus in the artist world and whether there's like similar reasons behind it. And like I wondered and just like get your point of view, whether it's to do with networks or influencers rather than it being so much about marketing and management and those kind of things. Because I I feel like those play a massive role in artist world yeah because you kind of had this engine put behind someone mm-hmm. but DJing you haven't really it's only really recently real engines have been put behind DJs but that problem has existed for ages I think more so this is just my opinion mm. because I have a different opinion to other people whereas I think a lot of females especially feel that they are kind of told that they're not allowed to do things like DJing and they're not allowed to they're not capable of doing things like that and that's why they're not put on lineups and things like that but in my experience I've never been told 
ever that you can't DJ or you can't do this because you're a girl and you're not getting booked because you're a girl. Mm. I've never had that experience. But in terms of like the diversity issue, in terms of balance of male to female, I honestly just believe it's the fact that people have events and more often than not, it might be a guy that runs an event and he's just a guy and he's going to book all his guy friends. It's not that he doesn't like girls or whatever and he doesn't think girls are good at what they do, but generally people go to who they know first and who they're around more. And so I see it as more of that side of things rather than she's a girl, we're not booking her. Yeah. But I think now there's sort of been more of a push to get females involved, which is amazing. But in saying that, I also feel like it's not been done in the most genuine way. I think there's a lot of females being put involved, but whether they're being tested on their ability compared to the males, I don't think is the same. I think now it's like, okay, we need to get a female, whether she's good or not, or whether she stands against this guy, we don't know, or maybe not, but because she's a girl and we need to look like we're supportive, we're going to put her on. Yeah, And I feel like that is kind of going against the whole equality side because you're not actually booking us because you actually rate what we do. You're booking us because of we happen to be female. Yeah, do you see like, what I mean? Just listen to my set and make sure you actually Exactly. Like it. So I think that's that's a difficult one to, um, I don't know, to yeah, put a definitive bit. point on like, yeah. to say what the genuine reason is. But it is good that there's more females now that are actually getting airtime that are actually very very good at what they do yeah so so we spoke a bit about you mentioned jam supernova earlier Mm. who else has influenced and inspired you um my friend mel brown she's a lot younger than me but Mm. she's a whiz at production and she's amazing and it's just nice to see her growing like she's done a lot of really cool stuff so she's she's an influence to me because we always chat and we always discuss and we bond and it's nice to see her doing what she does so she's an influence to me again my friend KG as well born on the same day oh, which really? is crazy yeah <laughs> exactly the same, same the, year as well not same year but same day yeah. and we're from the same country and stuff so we kind of just clicked and um she's a sick sick producer and so it's inspiring to see what she does as well, because she's been doing what she's been doing for over 10 years. She's been producing, but it's only more recently she's getting a lot more airtime and coverage, which she should have been getting. But again, timing is yeah. just how it is. But yeah, she definitely influences me. In terms of other people, producer that I love dearly, LR Groove. I don't know if you know what he makes, but he makes kind of tribal, kind of funky based Mm -hmm. music. But his style is just his style. So good. Is he from London? He is, yeah. Do you know him or do you just... Yeah, no, I know him. He's an amazing producer and he's inspiring because I just love his style of production. It's just really tailored to him. Mm. And I love people that are about that. Another one of my favourite producers is LB. Um, He makes Garage and he's like literally... A legend in Has the he game. been making Garage for a long time? Yeah, over 20 years. Okay. So, and he's just had hit after hit. Like, you, I don't understand how he does it. He's, like, consistently putting out banger after banger. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, how did you do it? And he's been able to kind of keep his career going for that long. Mm. And that's a difficult thing to do, longevity. Yes. So I really admire that. 
and he's not really changed too much as a person. I didn't know him back then, but yeah. in terms of his style, he's always kept his same style, but he still managed to evolve it, which is um, admirable. Yeah, really to admirable. To say the least. Because yeah. Particularly if you're doing well, it can be part of a trend because the culture surrounding that. Exactly. And to be able to stay consistent with your creativity and stay true to you, I think it's really hard. It is really hard. It is really hard. Because people can be fickle. <laughs> he deserves a lot more praise in the UK. Definitely. Have you been drawn to production? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of by accident. Um, no, I've always dabbled because um, I just like to learn things. Yeah. So um, I had Logic, my friend gave me Logic and I was sort of making like house tunes and stuff back in the day. Um, but they they weren't all that. They're still on my computer. I have them. But I just <laughs> never really did anything with them because I didn't understand the technical side of production too right. much. But then I got an opportunity to go to Point Blank Music School and I did an intro to Ableton production there. And then I met some guys called Traces who I've had a release with um, on a label called Season 7 by, I don't know if you know Lucy. Yes. Um, so I've sort of had a release. Mm -hmm. However, I would say that I'm still very much new to the production world. I'm taking my time. I'm still learning. I will delve into it, but I don't want to be forced to do it. I kind of felt at a point that I needed to do it because it's like, well, I'm not getting bookings any other way. I need to kind of force myself to produce. But now that I'm learning it, I feel like I really want my music to have meaning. Mm. So rather than just putting out whatever, because it sounds like so-and-so and I'm like, oh yeah, it might get response because it sounds like another producer's stuff I kind of want to hone my own kind of sound yeah so yeah I'm I'm in it but I haven't <laughs> put too much out just yet and do you if you are going to create that kind of stuff or well, a obviously it can take loads and loads of time yeah but would you feel would you want to be doing it in a studio or in a certain kind of creative space or or can you just sit in your home and do it because I know technically you can but yeah can you um I think Home is always a good place to do it because then you're kind of in a relaxed atmosphere atmosphere, mm. and you can kind of be yourself and relax and kind of try things. Studio is also good because sometimes it gives you a clear space, like clarity where you haven't got someone in the next room banging on the wall or something yeah. like that, making noise. And that gives you sort of a focus. So I like the balance of the two. A lot of the stuff I make more at home, but again, when I do my collaborations, they're mainly in studio and we tend to make really interesting things when we're in yeah. the studio, which is, yeah, I don't know why that happens, but the creativity tends to flow a lot better Yeah, for me in the studio. And have you tended to work with people that you've met organically or did you kind of proactively reach out to people online? No, so my only real collaboration has been with Traces. It's kind of like, one half of Traces went to Point Blank. And so we got introduced mm -hmm. and my friend was like, meet this guy, you're going to love his music. Like, I know you love this stuff. So we met, we spoke and I was like, oh my gosh, you like what I like. Let's get in the studio. So that sort of happened organically. And then I've worked on some other bits and pieces with other people, but these are just people that I've kind of known through the scene and yeah. online. 
And so we just like, oh, do you want to jump in the studio? And we just have a quick session. So I haven't actually reached out to anyone specifically. It's kind of just been people that know me and I know them and they're like, do you want to try and do yeah. something? So, yeah. yeah. Are you a goal setter? Do you set plans and goals for things you want to achieve? I wouldn't say I have specifics. I always tend to write things down. Like on my wall, I'll have like a few lines of stuff I might want to do this year and I'll tick them off at the end of the year or whatever. But I've learned to not be so specific because there are goals that I've achieved that I didn't see foresee happening mm. and wasn't really my focus, but ended up happening anyway. Yeah. So I'm more of a direction thinker but mm -hmm. not necessarily a goal setter I know kind of what I might want to try and what direction I want to go in but I don't have specifics yeah yeah and is that true for yeah when you look ahead to the coming year you're just kind of you know what you want to keep working on but you're not like I need to have done this this year yeah I mean there's so many things that I've wanted to do that just haven't happened but it's kind of like I'm a big believer in timing and your time because I know that you can kind of want things and push for things and sometimes it can be quite dangerous on your thoughts because mm. you can then start to think, I'm really crap at this. This is why this isn't happening. And sometimes it's not about you not being good. It's just you not being ready or the mm. time not being ready. Do you have mantras or stuff that you live by? Any kind of things that you like keep in mind? Just for my career, you mean? Or yeah, or just, just in general. generally. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I, I tend to say to myself now, whatever will be, will be. Like, that's constantly what I'm telling myself, yeah. like, daily. Yeah, that's really the main thing I'm I'm trying to force myself to believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was listening to um, Jennifer Lopez and Oprah. Jennifer Lopez has all these affirmations and mantras, and, like, she has ones like... Be open to all of the gifts of the universe flooding into you with abundance. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I wish I maybe I could try and make <laughs> that my affirmation. Yeah, no, I definitely think stuff like that's good to um, to think about and to pay yeah. attention to in life yeah. generally. The um, open. the routine and kind of lifestyle of DJing and producing is that something that came to you naturally? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I don't know because for me I don't know how other people like get around it but I don't feel like I have the typical DJ life just yet uh -huh. I'm still kind of getting to that point so I still work and then I still kind of come home and then try and do bits and then some days I'm just don't want to do anything yeah and some days I don't want to go out I just want to be at home sleeping like mm. I like sleeping so I don't know whether I'm really accustomed to the typical yeah. DJ life just yet yeah, of yeah. like traveling and crazy schedules. I haven't really had to deal with that just yet. Do you so. think you'd be good at it? Like, I mean, In I all honesty, no, because I love sleeping <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like I'll be like, oh, I want to sleep right now or I have to get up and go here and here. But I know once I'm there, I'll love like what I'm doing. It's just the thought of having 
different time zones and yeah four hours sleep or two hours sleep and having to constantly perform but I definitely want to want to see if I can try it and see how I get on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have two more final questions for you. One is like, what's your favourite kind of environment to DJ? Because obviously you've done radio, you've yeah. done things, you've done offices, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mix, <laughs> um, and then obviously clubs and, and yeah, so, yeah. Out of all of them, I'd say for me it has to be it has to be the club. There's just something about the loud speakers and the booms and the screams and yeah. And the like, I love dark, dingy, undergroundy kind of clubs. For me, that's where I just feel the essence of nights are. So for me, yeah, it has to be yeah. the club, I think. And people are like ready for the music. Yeah. They want to hear it. Yeah. And you just feel like, I don't know, you just feel like you're in you're in a different kind of world for yeah. for a few hours. It's kind of like shut off from everything else and it's just kind of dark and it's like you create the atmosphere and the vibe. So yeah, yeah. for me, I love I love the club. Do you, are you, do you drink? I don't. So I, I don't drink. <laughs> no, I, I did. And I've been off for like two years now. Okay. Yeah, not really because of anything. It's just more um, health for me yeah and I've never really liked alcohol massive lightweight so it was just like <laughs> you know what forget this yeah I, I had a really bad incident um where I was DJing and the guy at the bar kept giving me free drinks while I was DJing and I ended up being really really sick like having to run down to the toilet throw up and come back and do the next song and oh. then I ended up passing out in the venue like it was just really bad um yeah so oh, after, that's enough after that I was like yeah I'm not this. doing it again <laughs> that would help you survive tour yeah, life def least. yeah definitely okay the final question um i just wanted to ask about who's exciting you we spoke a bit about producers but also yeah. just from an artist's point of view like anyone you want to shout out anyone you're as in music wise music wise yeah although um, if you want to go left to field and you're really into a painter <laughs> do it um obviously into shout out to mel brown kg six figure gang lucy sherelle the rest Jossie um Jams who else um L LR Groove Horsepower Productions um oh there's gonna be people I forget and I'm gonna be really upset <laughs> about it Ronnie Loco Skeletor Jets Keep Harsh everyone that's just been like supporting the musical movement yeah. I just want to shout out to all those yeah. kind of people really it's a big London scene yeah do you get influenced by other um music that comes out of other cultures or countries I'm through and through East London but I do like to listen to obviously I'm Ghanaian heritage wise so I love listening to like hip life and high life and my dad like is always playing reggae mm -hmm. so again that's another influence for me in terms of just like musical vibes but from a pure kind of perspective yeah sometimes you can listen to really hardcore music and that music with a message can sometimes take your mind elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to stuff like that before you make music, you're kind of a bit more thoughtful. Yeah. I feel anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, where can people find you if they're um, browsing the internet? <laughs> at Taylor J on everything. And that's T-A-I-L-O-R-J-A-E. And you can find me. 
Yeah, just Google me and I'll be there. <laughs> I, sp- I was specific with how I spelt my name. So I'm the only one. <laughs> so you'll find me, I'm sure. Oh, to fine. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> what up, let's Eyes on the prize, if no surprise, good women with destined to rise. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All the hot girls come alive. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All my